to worship him. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, 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 thank you, thank you, thank you. My worship is for Lord, I love you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Strengthen these vocal cords this morning, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Good morning, Annie. Ma, 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 ma. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. My worship is for glory, glory. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. My God, my worship is for Thank you, Jesus. My God, thank you, Lord. My God, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I love you. Lord, I love you. My God, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, hey, Nisi, hey, Teresa. Hey, Ebony, good morning. Thank you, Ebony. God is faithful to us. My God, thank you, thank you, thank you. See some new faces this morning. Good morning. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, go on and thank him, Olive. Go on and thank him in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Mm. My God, thank you, Lord. I love you. Yeah. Hey, Debbie. My God, thank you. 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 Glory, glory, glory. Glory, 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 glory. Glory, 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 glory. Glory, 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 glory. Glory, 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 glory. Just give him the fruit of your lips. Glory, glory, glory. You ain't got to worry about the protocol. You're going to share the video. Give him the fruit of your lips. Give him the fruit of your lips. Give him the fruit of your lips. My God. My God. My God. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. My God, my God, glory, glory, glory. Yeah. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. God, you are so worthy. Yes, 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 yes. My, 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 my. My, 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 my. As the old saints used to say, I could have been dead and gone. My God, but he kept me. But he kept me, 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 but he kept me. My God, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Master. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. We thank you. We bless your name. We praise you. We magnify you. We glorify you, Lord God. We lift your name on high, Father. Yeah, thank you, Jesus. 
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, Brandy. Hey, beautiful. My God. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. I feel your presence in my house today. My God. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord. Please inhabit the praise of your people. My God, I thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Miracle signs and wonders. We thank you, Lord. We thank you. My God, my God, my God, glory, 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 glory. Just give him just a little bit more. I know you got something to be thankful for. Thank you, thank you, thank you. God, 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 we thank you. We worship you. We adore you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for the blood. Thank you that the blood washed me. Thank you that the blood sanctified me. Thank you that the blood saved my mind. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. My God, I thank you. My God, I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. If you can't find anything to be thankful for, just start looking around you and counting it up. My God, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Is anybody else having a problem hearing? Thank you, Lord. 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 Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. I thank you, Lord. I bless you. I praise you. I magnify you, Lord God. I lift up holy hands and I thank you, Father God. Thank you, Jess. I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Lord. If you're for sound, if you're having a problem with your sound, log out and come back in. Thank you, Father God. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Father God. My God. Yes, 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 yes. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I don't know why you guys can't hear. Log out and come back in. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We bless your name. We praise you. We magnify you. We glorify you. Yeah, we thank you, Lord. My God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. He's due the fruit of your lips. I, I'm, I'm just telling you, I can't explain to you, my God. I've been getting testimony after testimony after testimony after testimony after testimony after testimony after testimony. Almost every day somebody is telling and witnessing what God has done in their life. So he is so faithful. Even if something is not looking like it's aligning up in your life, I want you to do me a favor and just praise him right now. Just take time and say, thank you, thank you, thank you, my God, my my God, my God, my God, my God, my God, my God, I thank you. My God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I've been through way too much not to worship you. Not to worship you, not to love on you, not to extol you, not to bless your name. My God, it's because of you I'm still in my right mind. It's because of you I'm still in my right mind. You are so faithful. You are so worthy. My God, you are such a peaceful and loving God, Lord God. You do not leave me. You do not forsake me. You have not forgotten about me. And I thank you, Lord. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Lord God. Lord God, I thank you, Lord God. Lord God, we thank you. We sanctify and set this time apart for you today. We sanctify and set this time apart for you today, Lord God. We set it apart, Lord God. We dedicate ourselves this morning. We lay ourselves on the altar this morning, Father God. We're going to be the sacrifice, my God. My God, my God, we're going to offer up a sacrifice of praise. 
We love you, Lord. 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 My God, I thank you, Lord. I thank you, thank you, thank you. I bless your name. I bless your name, healer. You are healer. You are healer. My God, I thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. My God, I thank you, Lord. It is my prayer this morning that you are coming out your comfort zones. Like there's a certain comfort we'll get to where we just come become too comfortable with God. So my prayer this morning, my declaration over you this morning is that you come outside your comfort zone, that you begin to worship God like never before, that you begin to seek God like never before, that the eyes of your understanding and the hope of call of who God called you to be in Christ Jesus is manifesting in your life today, that you won't settle, that you won't settle, that you will not settle, that you're pressing beyond your your place of comfort that you're press, press, pressing, pressing beyond it right now, that you're pressing beyond your place of comfort right now, that you're coming outside your comfort zone, that you'll just lose yourself in God, that you won't just take this moment right here and count this moment as just a little bit of word or devotional, that you'll come outside your comfort zone for God, that you'll lay yourself at the altar, that you'll say, you know what, God? It's been about me long enough. It's time for me to make this about you. It's been about me long enough. It's time for me to make my life about you, make my marriage about you, make my ministry about you, make my children about you, Lord God. I've been in my own zone long enough, Lord God. Lord God, I've been in my zone long enough. It's time for me to press on in. It's time for me to be at your altar. It's time for me to lay at your feet. My God, my God, my God, my God, my God. Lord God, fill me up. My God, I can't continue in my own way. I can't continue to do this in my own path. I can't continue to do this in my own strength. I can't continue to do this on my own agenda, Lord God. I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. So first I'm going to offer you the fruit of my lips. And then Lord God, I'm going to give my life to you. I'm going to give my life to you. I'm going to give my life to you, Lord God. I'm going to dedicate my life to you. And yep, it's a little bit scary. And yep, it's a little bit overwhelming. It's a little bit consuming, but I'm going to come out my comfort zone, Lord God. I'm going to come outside myself. I'm not going to be wise in my own eyes. I'm not going to keep doing this my own way. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that any longer. Yep, that's it, Jess. I need your help, Holy Spirit. Push me beyond my limitations. Push me beyond the place in which I've held you back, Lord. Push me beyond in which I quenched you, Holy Spirit. Push me beyond. I'm giving you permission this morning. Come on, Holy Spirit, to take this thing over, to take over my life, to push me outside my will and to live into the perfect will that you have for my life, Lord God. I'm just, some of y'all might need to lay in your floor this morning. I'm just laying it before the altar, Lord God. I'm just laying it before the altar, Lord God. I'm just laying it for the altar, before the altar, Lord God. My God, I'm going to be the living sacrifice, Lord God. I'm not going to continue to be comfortable here, Lord God. I'm going to give you the fruit of my lips, Lord God. It doesn't have to add up. It doesn't have to make sense, Lord God. But what I'm asking you for, Lord God, is for you to fill me up with more of you, Lord God. I've done things my own way for far too long, Lord God. I need you, Lord God. I need you. I need you. I need you in my finances. I need you in my relationships. I'm tired of cycles. 
I'm tired of circling back. I don't want to go back to the same places. I'm tired of taking the same test. And the only way that I'm going to be able to do this, Lord God, is that I trust you in faith, Father God, that I move to another level of faith, that you increase my faith, Lord God, that you help me in my doubt, that you deal with my unbelief, Lord God. So Father God, I need you to saturate us in your presence today, Lord God. Saturate us in your presence today, Lord God. Lord God, let us enter into your glory today. Let us come before your gates with thanksgiving and into your courts with praise, Lord God. Let us come before boldly before your throne of grace, Lord God, asking you for mercy, asking you for love, asking you. Lord God, we need more of Jesus, Father God. We need more of Jesus, Lord God. Lord God, we're putting on the cloak of humility. Peter told us, he said, put humility on. You got to put humility on. So we're just lowering ourselves. We're just admitting this morning, God, we don't have enough for our present situation. We don't have enough for our present situation. So we need you, Lord God. We need thee. Oh, we need thee, Father God. We need you, Lord God. We need you, Lord God. We need you, Lord God. My God, my God, my God, you are bigger than us. You are bigger than us. We will not boast in ourselves. We're going to boast in you this morning, Lord God. We need you, Father God. We need you to settle here. We need you to sit here, Lord God. We bless, praise, magnify you, and glorify you, Lord God. Thank you for pushing us out of our comfort zone, Lord God. Thank you for building up our core, Lord God. Thank you for changing us around, Lord God. My God, thank you for being our mighty counselor, Lord God. Thank you for being our mighty counselor, Lord God. Take, Thank you for taking the scales off our eyes. Thank you for increasing our discernment and our spirit to hear, Lord God. Thank you for pruning our hearts, Lord God. Thank you for pruning our hearts, Lord God. Lord God, we just need you to settle here this morning. Settle on our mind and settle on our hearts and settle in our spirits, Lord God. We just need you to settle here, Lord God. We just need your grace and mercy, oh Lord. We cannot operate any longer in our own strength, Father God. We need you. We need you. We bow before you, King of glory. We bow before you, King of glory. We thank you great I am we bow before you king of glory my God your will be done on earth as it is in heaven in our lives father God come up out of your comfort zone come up out of your comfort zone my God my God I will not become comfortable in in myself Lord God I will not become comfortable in myself expand me increase me increase my capacity enlarge the place of my tent Lord God fill my cup up my God we thank you well, my God, we thank you in Jesus name, in Jesus name. Just ask the Lord to help you get out the your comfort zone and wherever you have doubt and fear, just ask the Lord to help you. The man said in the word, he said, Lord, help me with my unbelief. I believe, but there's still a little bit of unbelief in me. And it's okay for you to acknowledge your shortcomings. And it's okay for you to acknowledge that you don't have it on. You need God. You need God. You need God. Ask him, ask him for the more, ask him for the greater. Don't be satisfied with your current salary or your current position or your current job. Don't be satisfied in your relationships. Ask the Lord, Lord, show me this morning how to grow in my relationships. First of all, with you and how to grow in my relationship with Christ. And show me this morning, Lord God, how to receive the Holy Spirit. And Lord, show me how to grow in greatness and show me how to be mindful in all things. I'm not going to assume I'm okay. I'm not going to assume I'm doing everything your way. Show me how to walk into the fullness of who you call me to be, Lord.
Lord. God, I need you to settle on me this morning. I need you to show me. I need you to grow me up. Grow me up, Lord God. I need you to grow me up real big, Lord God. I need you to grow me up this morning. I need you to grow me up. I need your wisdom. I need your knowledge. I need your discernment, Lord God. That's the only way you're going to reach the fullness of your capacity that you invite him in, that you don't assume that you and God are good, that you don't assume that you and God are good, that you don't assume that you've reached your full capacity because the only way you're going to fulfill purpose and be effective is that you open your heart and mind for God to circumcise it, for God to prune you and for God to increase you. My God, yeah, Neil, an unlimited relationship, not one bound by time, not one bound by money, not one bound by what I see, not one bound by degrees, not one bound by my circumstance, not one bound by my past, not one bound by my present situation. My God, Lord God, show me, increase me, push me out my comfort zone so that I can walk into the fullness of who you call. God is, I mean, I'm telling you, God wants to push us into new careers. God wants us to push us into new businesses. God wants to push us into kingdom. God wants to push us into those places. But some of us have been so resistant in our gifts. Some of us have been so resistance in our service. Some of us have settled in a place which God hasn't even told you to settle. Remember when I read in Abraham, it said Abraham settled, he built an altar and what he was doing, come on Holy Spirit, when he was building the altar to God, he was consecrating himself before the Lord and then God was giving him the next instructions and then he would go to another another part of the territory. See what he was doing, he was marking his territory with altars. He was marking his territory with altars. So every time he'd get to a new place of his territory and a new place of his land, he'd mark it with an altar. He would not assume that this was it. He would not assume that he had reached his full capacity. And so he would build another altar and he would get on his face before God. My God, that's so strategic. And he'd ask God and then God would send him into another land and another territory. And every time he was taking possession of new land or new territory, he would mark it by an altar. He would not exalt himself. He not, would not boast in what he had. He would not think that this was it because God had already promised him thousands of generations. God was already promising him thousands of generations. God was already promising him more. And so today I'm just praying today you you get outside your comfort zone that the place that you're in right now that you build yourself an altar before God. My God, that you build yourself an altar before God and you just let him search your heart and you just let him deal with you so that you will not settle in your comfort zone. So that you will not settle in what's comfort. You won't settle here. He couldn't have taken all the territory that he had taken. If he had settled in one spot, if he had congratulated himself, if he had just said, Oh my God, this is it. Oh my God, this is it. Oh my God, this is it. No, this isn't it yet. You haven't reached your it yet because when you reach your it yet, you're going to be in face in the face of the King of glory on your way home. So today that's my prayer. That's my prayer that you come out your comfort zone that you begin to experience God like never, ever, 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 ever before and come completely out your comfort zone. Let's get into the word today. Let's get into the word. Today. I need to share a few testimonies. I just need to share a few testimonies. And I'm hoping that as I'm sharing the testimonies, you got your me too moment. I am seeing the power of God. 
We are seeing change. We are seeing things manifest. Somebody texted me yesterday. Some money that he didn't even know what they were due was being released to them. And then it wasn't even the amount that, that was said it was. It was double the amount that it, it was said it was. Like God is strategically moving and doing some things for our lives. A woman of God got blessed with a job that she needed that we prayed and we believed God for. And I know God is doing some strategic things. I know houses are coming and land and and everything that God is believing for healing is manifest. Can I tell y'all something? And the enemy loves to come for our words. Yesterday we were talking about healing and yesterday afternoon, um, some, my knee, I, I was laying, I had not done anything. I was laying around and my knee, there was a pain in my knee. And I'm not talking about a little pain in my knee. I'm talking about an intense pain in my knee. And it started about two 30 yesterday. The pain in my knee was so intense. I'm talking about intense. I couldn't put pressure on it. I could not bear down on it. Um, and I was praying and I I was thanking God and I was pushing forth in the word. And even when I went to Bible study last night, I was like, let me just push on. I need to push on. I need to push on. I could not bear weight on my leg. Um, the knee was so painful. And I was like, Lord, what is going on here? But I began to digest the word as medicine. I began to digest the word as medicine. Like I took the word and I began to digest the word as medicine. I was digesting it. I confessed. I, I was in pain all last night. I had a heating pad. When I woke up this morning, my knee was still in pain. It, it felt like it was locked. It could not move. I got in the shower. I got out the shower. I put my hand on my knee. I canceled the assignment off the enemy off my knee. I declared the word of God over my knee. I reminded my fiber, every fiber, every tissue and cell in my body. I told it, I said, let me tell you something. My knee will perform according to perfection of how God called my knee to perform. Why? Because he was already bruised for my iniquity, chastised for my peace and by his stripes I am healed and I declared that I got out my shower I walked down the hallway and the pain was absolutely gone the pain was absolutely gone. There was no remnant of the pain. There was no remnant of the pain. There was no, it, it didn't even seem like my knee hurt, like it was hurting. My knee was throbbing. I could not sleep in a certain position. There was no rem, there is no remnant of the pain. No remnant, none whatsoever. It didn't even seem like pain was there at all. <laughs> The, the enemy came from my words so quickly. He wanted to see if I would believe what I was teaching y'all. I don't have problems with my knees. I stand back on my knees. And I'm telling you, immediately at 2.30 yesterday, the pain hit. When I declared this fine, I said, no, I'm going to take authority. When I, I was teaching last night, I was hurting last night. I'm like, absolutely not. The word works and I know the word works. When I walked from one room to the other, the pain was completely gone. The pain was completely gone. And I, I said, I know this is you, Lord. I know that this is the word. I know the word is working and was working in my knee and it happened quickly. We, we got that, that, that's it. Sit on the word, stay steadfast, sit on the word and not just for your health and healing for your finances and everything else. And you're going to get the breakthrough. You're going to get the breakthrough you need. You're going to get the breakthrough you need. Sometimes you got to push through in pain. See, the enemy would have told me, stay at home. Don't teach Bible study. Had I not gone to Bible study, had I not gone to Bible study, what God did for us in praise and worship before Bible study, my God. 
what God did for us in praise and worship before Bible study, not what y'all saw online, what he did for us before praise and worship and Bible study, I would have missed that. I would have missed that because a little bit of pain in my knee. And that's what the assignment does. The enemy does. Affliction will come. And the whole assignment of the affliction coming is so that you will push. You won't push past the pain. Sometimes you got to push past the pain. You might have to be pushing past the pain and still stay in your word. Still staying in your word, still saying your word. So I had to be on my face. I got on my face before God last night and I'm like, no. And something so significant happened for us last night in praise and worship before Bible study. My God, God visited us. He filled our cups up. He was so intentional with us. It was such a sweet spirit. But had I let the pain in my knee overcome me, had I not took the word, sometimes you got to push through. You got to push in the pain and keep moving and see what God does. Now, let's get into the word for today. We've been talking about occupy till you come, but I'm telling you somebody received double what they say. The word is working. The word is working. God is moving. He is doing absolutely everything that he said he was going to do for us. He is, he is not a God that he shall lie. And so you got to trust it. You got to remember the last thing that he did for you. All right, let's get into the word. Remember, we've been occupying. We've been talking about occupying until we come. We started talking about our service, our gifts, our talents, right? I mentioned to you ministry talents and gifts, right? I, I mentioned to you before the, uh, the, 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 the different types of gifts, motivational gifts, ministry gifts, power gifts, revelation gifts, utterance gifts. There are so many different types of gifts, apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher, um, how the gifts manifest. We've talked a little bit about that. I'm not going to go into details. And so we're over here in Luke 19 and we're dealing with the servants and the master has given each servant a talent. And he has said to them, I need you to occupy till I come. I need you to occupy until I come. I need you to go and do, do this, do your bidding, take this talent, take this service, which I have given you. And I need you to use it. This is what he was really saying to them. I need you to use it at full capacity. And so I need you to read, I need to read to you what happened next. And then I need to show you two different things of what I know typically will happen or what needs to happen and what will happen. So it says, uh, Luke 19, 15, 19, it says the first it says, and so it was that when he returned, having received the kingdom, he then commanded these servants to whom he had given the money to be called to him that he might know how much every man had gained by trading. Then came the first saying, master, your miner has earned 10 miners. And he said to him, well done, good servant, because you were faithful in a very little. See, there's so much here. There's so much here when, because you were a faithful in a very little have authority over 10 cities. He didn't give him more money got back. He gave him more opportunity and chance to serve and to build kingdom because he was faithful with very little, with the very little that God had given him with what seemed like it was insignificant. What seemed like he was insignificant. And I cannot tell you if, if it had multiplied 10 times, it means his level of service. It means the seeds he was sowing. Because remember, each seed reproduces after its own kind. It means he was serving at the level and capacity that God required him to serve, not how we want to serve. This is my man. I can't wait to connect to my women in the ink pad. I can't wait to see all God is going to do for them because our level of service 
service does not look like God's level of service, our level of standard of excellence. And so he took the one thing God gave him and it multiplied 10 times, which means he sold it. Remember, he sold it. Everything reaps after its own kind. He took the one thing. He took the one thing God had gave him and he sold it. He planted it. He served it and it multiplied 10 times. It multiplied 10 times. He submitted the gift and the man says to him, well done, good servant, because you were faithful and very little. And we have to ask ourselves, am I really submitting the gift? Am I really giving God? Am I really what God has given me? Am I really being due diligent with it? Am I giving it halfway or am I giving it all way? Am I doing it to a standard of excellence? The, the places I work, if I'm serving at church, am I mindful to ask, do I need to improve in any area? Am I going above and beyond expectation or just, am I just doing a little bit? Because if each, each seed is going to reproduce after its own time, am I doing it with murmuring, complaining? Am I serving my house and then telling them all the stuff that I've done for for them? Am I, am I posting? Am I bragging on myself? Am I giving myself my own notoriety? Because again, each seed is going to produce after his own kind. And apparently this man had sold his service, had sold his seed in such a way that it would multiply and that it would increase. So he says, well go done good servant, because you were faithful in a very little have authority over 10 cities have authority over 10 cities. He increased his capacity to serve more. He didn't increase his capacity just to be blessed more. He was increasing his capacity to serve more. He said, I'm going to give you more influence for me. He said, this is what he said. He said, I'm going to give you more influence for me. I'm going to make you more effective for me. Now I'm going to give you 10 cities to rule over because you've been faithful over this, which I've given you. And then the second came and said, master, your miner has earned five miners. Likewise, he said to him, you are also over to be five cities. See, each seed was reproducing after his own kind. And so we have to begin to ask ourselves, am I really giving all my talents and gifts to God at the capacity that he's asked me? That he's asked me, not me myself. When the when when the when he when the ruler left, he said, "I'm giving you this. Now I need you to go and occupy till I come." See, you have to understand, occupy is not just your occupation. Occupy is not just your job, and it's not just the fact that you do the job. It's how you do do the job as well. You got to remember and hear what I'm saying to you. Each seed reproduces after its own kind. Your level of service matters as well. Your level of service matters as well. The details matter as well. How you do it matters as well. How you do it matters as well. And he said, but there's some more significant. He said, having received the kingdom, he, he commanded. And he says, he says very little. And then the second came and said, master, your minor has earned five minors. Likewise, he said, you may be over five cities. I love this. And then the last one came and said, master, here's your minor, which I have kept away in a handkerchief. For I feared you because you are an austere man. You collect what you do not deposit and reap what you did not sow. And he said to him out of your own mouth out of your own mouth. I will judge you, you wicked servant. You knew who I was basically collecting what I did not deposit and reaping what I did not sow. Why then did you not put my money in the bank that at my coming, I may have collected it with interest. And he said to those who stood by, take from him what I gave him. 
Take from him what I gave him and give it to the one who has 10. Because apparently the one who has 10 knows how to be faithful with what I give him. Apparently the one who has 10 knows how to be faithful with what I have given. He said, for I say to you that everyone who has will be given. And from him who does not have, even what he has will, will be taken away. There's some key points we need to recognize someday. There's some key things we need to look at in here. First thing I need, first thing we need to, to see in this is something very significant. It says, master, here is your minor. They never said it was theirs. They never said it was theirs. They never called it theirs. They never boasted in themselves. They never talked about how they serve. All they simply said, here is your gift. Here, here's what you gave me. Here is what belongs to you. Here is your gift. Here is what you gave me. Look how it's increased for your glory. I am telling you the level of service, the talent, the gift, the ministry, everything God has put in you has absolutely nothing to do with you. It doesn't belong to you anyway. It doesn't belong to you anyway. It's not your gift. And one of the most significant mistakes that we make is that we take our gifts and we take our talents and God calls us into ministry and we start focusing so much on ourselves and we start glorifying ourselves. And these gifts could not reproduce. These gifts could not happen if God had never given it to us. If God had never given it to us, as God, if God had never given it to us, we could never, ever, 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 ever walk into the fullness of, it's not about your degrees. It's not about you. It's not about your gift. It's his gift. That's the very first thing that they acknowledge. This is yours. This belongs to you. That's why this, I am yours. This belongs to you. No, not edifying ourselves, making sure that we edify Jesus in everything. So let's skip over that. It doesn't belong to you, right? Because when, when we think that it belongs to us, we'll mishandle it. We will not handle it with the wisdom. This is a teaching lesson. We will not handle it with the wisdom. If you think it's your money, if it's think, if you think it's your life, if you think it's your home, if you think it's your business, God can never really, really get the glory. If you think it's your classroom, if you think it's your kids, God can never, ever, ever really fully get the glory out of it. Like he's supposed to because you keep esteeming uplifting yourself right you keep esteeming and uplifting yourself and so we see here that he's saying to them that they're saying to him master this is not yours this is not mine this is not mine you gave me this let me show you what I've been doing it doing with this this is not mine this is yours this is not in my own effort This is not in my own effort. This is not in my own standing. So when he was saying, well done, good and faithful servant, what he was saying to them based on the proportion of what I gave you, you've been doing business with my resources. You've been doing business with the ministry. You've been serving faithfully. It's not about all your programs. It's not about you being recognized as the best preacher in the world. It's not about you being recognized as employee of the year. Those things will come because God will lift you up. But this gift that he has given you has to be used for your glory at his capacity and understanding that it's his gift. It's his gift that's deposited in you. It's his gift that's deposited in you. I want to go over to 1 Samuel. I want to go over to 1 Samuel first one, one um, in the first Samuel, and I want to go into the first chapter of 1 Samuel. And it's some something significant that's happening in the first chapter. Sa- 
chapter of 1 Samuel. And I have, I, have I have taught on Hannah before, but I need you to spiritually discern what I'm going to show you. Hannah is petitioning God for a child. Hannah is petitioning God for a child. Hannah is, has a request before God. And it is very significant because Hannah's womb has not produced. Her gift has not produced yet. And I'm just going to be honest. She's a little bit upset. She's overwhelmed. It looks like her gift is not producing. Her womb was her gift. Her womb was her service. And that day it was, it was unhurt. It was not good if you didn't produce. And so Hannah's gift was her service. And so Hannah went to the all altar before God. She took her gift. She took her womb before the altar. She took a gift before the altar. And she says to God, and this is the 11th verse. And she made a vow. She said, Lord almighty, if you will only look on your servant's misery and remember me and not forget your servant, but give her a son, then I will give him to the Lord all the days of his life. And no razor will ever be used on his head. Instead of, instead of Hannah asking for a gift for herself, she asked for a gift for his glory. Instead of Hannah asking for a gift for herself, Hannah began to ask the Lord God for a gift for his glory. That's what she began to do. So, so your gift should be for his glory. She began to say, Lord, if you will give me this gift, if you will bless my womb, if you will allow me the opportunity to be my, be a mother, then I'm going to turn around and I'm going to give you this gift back. I'm not going to hold on to this gift. I'm not going to despise this gift. I'm not going to Lord over this gift. I'm not going to use this gift. I'm not going to just say, this is my son. This is, yeah, this is not my own. If you will give me the opportunity to serve you at this capacity, to bear a generation for you to bear a man of God for you, then God, I'm going to submit this gift at the altar. So my second thing to you today is after you understand that it's not your gift, you've got to submit your gift to the altar. You've got to submit your gift to the altar. You've got to put those things that God has deposited inside of you and you've got to submit them to the altar. God knows whether or not you've consecrated yourself before him. My God, God knows whether or not you've consecrated yourself before him. God knows whether or not you're going to use this gift for yourself. God knows whether or not you're going to even use this gift. So Hannah does something very significant here. She does something very significant. She takes it to the altar and says, Lord, if you will increase my capacity. That's what we've been asking him for. My God, there's some depth to this. Lord, if you will increase, increase my capacity. That's what we've been saying to him. Lord, increase my capacity to serve you. Hannah says to him, Lord, if you will increase my capacity to serve you, I promise you, I'll give you this gift. I promise you, I'll submit this gift. I promise you, I'll submit this marriage. I promise you, I'll submit this child. I promise you, I'll submit this ministry. I promise you, I'll submit this job for your glory to be used by you and not used by anyone else. So you've got to submit your gift to the altar. You've got to submit to your gift to the altar. You got to lower yourself enough to submit your gift to the altar. You got to lower yourself enough to, that you don't hold your own standard. If you're going to ask God to increase your capacity to use you so that you can go make impact for kingdom, then you got to be like Hannah. You got to lay it all before the altar. You got to be like Hannah. You got to lay it all before the altar. You've got to be like Hannah. Here's the second thing that I want to show you today. We're going to skip around a little bit. We're going to go over to Jonah and we're going to go over to the story of Jonah. And we, we need to see the same man of God, my God, the same man of God, the same man of God who has been given a gift by God, who instead of taking his gift and submitting his gift from to the altar, he ran from it. 
He ran from him. It says, now the word of Lord came into Jonah, the son of Amittai, saying, arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and cry against it, for their wickedness has come before me. But Jonah rose up to flee into Tarshish from the presence of the Lord and went down to Joppa, and he found a ship going to Tarshish. So he paid the fare, therefore, and went down into it to go with them unto Tarshish. He was running from the presence of the Lord. Anytime we don't use our gift, we run from the presence of the Lord. Anytime we don't use our gift at full capacity, anytime we don't act like Hannah and submit our gift at the altar, then we are running from the presence of the Lord. It says, but the Lord sent out a great wind into the sea and there was a mighty tempest in the sea so that the ship was like to be broken. Then the mariners were afraid and cried every man unto his God and cast forth the wares that were in the ship into the sea to lighten it of them. But Jonah was gone down into the sides of the ship and he lay and fast fell asleep. So the shipmaster came to him and said unto him, what, how you sleeping? How you sleeping? You need to call upon your God. If so, so be that God will think upon us and we will not perish. And they said, everyone to his fellow, come and let us cast lots that we may know for whose cause this evil is upon us. So they cast lot and the lot fell upon Jonah. They said to him, tell us, we pray thee for those for whose cause this evil is upon us. What is thine occupation? Right? Jonah was hiding the fact that he was a man of God. Jonah was hiding the fact that he was a man of God. He said, what they asked him, see, they said, what is your occupation, man? You're out of position. I'm about to throw something. You're out of position. He was on a boat headed somewhere else because he was running from the call of God on his life. He wasn't submitting it at the altar. He was trying to do it in his own sense. He was trying to make, make, make use of it, make understanding of it on his own. They said, what is your occupation? What have you done? He comes to them. He says, I'm a Hebrew and I fear the Lord, the God of heaven, which has made the sea and dry land. Then, then the, then were the men exceedingly afraid and said unto him, what hast thou done for the men knew that he fled from the presence of the Lord because he had told them. He had told them, they asked him, they said, where are you? What are you doing on this ship? How are you out of position? And my thing I'm gonna ask you today is, how are you out of position? In your house, in your family, in your kids, anytime our gift is not before the altar, any, anytime we don't understand that this is God's gift, we can easily get out of position. And so this morning, ask yourself, oh my God, where am I out of position? Because anytime we are out of position, calamity comes destruction comes mess comes and these men are and and, and the, the crazy part about it is we don't just impact our own lives we impact everybody else we're connected to so where are you out of position what where are you out of position where are you not serving where are you not walking into the fullness of what you're supposed to he said then were the men exceedingly afraid and said to him what have you done and then he told him then they said unto him what shall we do unto thee that the sea may be calm unto us they were about to die because Jonah was out of position it's so easy to get out of position in our houses right we've been believing God for marriages we we have children and we're out of position we're not in position we're not serving at the capacity because we won't put our gifts on the altar before God he says nevertheless the men rode hard to bring it to the land but they could not for the sea wrought and was tempted against them wherefore they cried unto the Lord and said we beseech thee O Lord they don't even serve God they don't even serve the God they're like we beseech you O Lord we beseech you let us not perish for this man's life 
Let us not get in trouble before this man's life. Let him not do it. Oh, Lord, has that done? What has that he done as they please thee? So they took Jonah and they threw him out the boat. They threw him out the boat. They're like, man, you're about to cost us our life fooling with you. You're about to cost us your life fooling with you. So you have to realize when I'm not in position, when my gift is not submitted in the altar, when I'm not serving at the capacity that God called me to serve, my God, I could potentially be costing someone else their life. I could be potentially be in the wrong position and costing someone else out and, and pushing them out of position. Then Jonah prayed unto the Lord, his God out of the fish's belly. Cause we know by now the fish has swallowed Jonah up. Right. And he said, I cried by reason of mine affliction unto the Lord. And he heard me out of the belly of hell and cried. And thou heardst my voice for thou hast cast me into the deep, into the midst of the seas and the floods compass me all thy billows, thy waves passed over me. Then I said, I'm cast out of thy sight. Yet I look again towards thy holy temple. So what he was doing was Jonah was repenting and the Lord came to Jonah a second time. He gave him a second chance. He gave him a second opportunity. He gave him a second opportunity. He came to him. He said, good Jonah. Then here's what I need you to do. I need you to go to Nineveh. I need you to go do what I asked you to do the first time. I'm not going to change my request for you. I'm not going to give you a different service. I'm not going to change my mind by what I required of you. What I'm going to ask you to get is go to Nineveh, preach like I told you to preach. So Jonah rose. He went to Nineveh according to the word of the Lord and entered the city gates and he preached while he wanted to preach. And if we go further, the reason Jonah didn't want to go was because he knew he knew the power of God. He didn't feel like what God was calling to him to do was big enough. He tried to rationalize what God had asked him to do. He was like, Lord, you calling me here. You ain't going to do nothing but save them anyway. Your plan is just to save them anyway. I don't know why you needed me to go do this. He was rationalizing. He was trying to tell God how he wanted to serve. He was trying to tell God, this is the way I want to serve instead of serving at the capacity that God wanted him to serve instead of serving at the capacity that God wanted him to serve. And so he suffered a little longer because his mouth pushed him out of position again. His mouth pushed him out of position again. He was angry because he wanted to tell God how he should do it. He wanted to tell God how he should do it. How he should do it. He wanted to, he wanted, he didn't, he wasn't trying to operate in God's strength. He didn't understand that his gift belonged to God. He didn't understand his ministry belonged to God. He didn't understand his service belonged to God. He was trying to tell God he didn't want to do what he thought was little. He didn't want to do what God required of him. He wanted to, wanted it to be him, his way. And so he became angry. He became angry with God and he's sitting there and God reminds him of who he is. My God, me too, Jess, my God, my God, my God, we got to look at this different. Your gifts don't belong to you. Your talents don't belong to you. Your service don't belong to you. Your money don't belong to you. Your marriage don't belong to you. Your kids don't belong to you. None of this stuff belongs to you. It all belongs to God. And once we recognize that it doesn't belong to us, then the next thing we got to do is submit it to the altar. And then the next thing we got to do is not run from it. You cannot run. That's what the man with the one talent did. He ran from what God called him to do. He made excuses for why he didn't operate in service. He made excuses for why he didn't use his talents. 
He justified what his talents were. He justified his way of doing things. And God was like, no, I have a specific path for you. I have a specific way I want to serve you. I have a specific way and I'm going to show you that way tomorrow. I'm going to show you that way tomorrow. I'm going to show you what Jesus said about our service so that in this season you can walk into the fullness. So you haven't tapped into the capacity of what God wants to do through you because most of us are too selfish. You haven't tapped into the capacity. You haven't even reached what God wants to do for you because most of us are so self-centered that we want the glory for ourselves and that we're looking for it to happen and manifest a certain way. We, we're trying to tell God how to do it. And God is like, no, I'm trying to tell you how to do this. I'm trying to tell you the steps to follow. I'm trying to tell you how I want you to serve. I'm trying to tell you how I want it done. God is very specific when he designed us. When Jeremiah 29 and 11 tells us, for I know the plans that I have for you. Yeah, that's good, Tamika. Guard your mouth so you can stay in position. Guard your mouth for you can stay in position. Valerie, we were saying the same thing at the same time. He established us. He knows the plan. Jeremiah 1 and 5, he formed us. If you can get this today, if you can get this today, you'll come out of self-service. You'll come out of self-service. You'll understand that you were created for a greater capacity and that it's not about yourself. But the only way you're going to get true revelation of who you are and what you are is at the altar. You can't rush your time with God. You can't move God at your own speed. And you dare sure can't quench God and not serve at the capacity. Giving God just a little bit of your service is only going to yield a little bit of rope. You cannot, you cannot operate. You cannot operate. You cannot operate. You cannot operate in your own. It's not your own capacity. It's not your own ability to serve. I hope you chew on this today uh, because we all do it. We all get into self-service. We all do it in our own capacity. We do not operate in the fullness because we quench it. We quench it. We run from it. We don't want to submit it. And once we get re revelation or once God blesses us with this thing, right? Because we won't properly submit it like altar. We won't act like Hannah and say, you know what? You can have, I'm, I'm asking you for it, but you can have it back, right? You can have it back. It doesn't belong to me anyway. Most of us won't do that. Most of us start glorifying ourselves and we take off and begin to do our own thing. It's not about us. That's it for today. This was a teaching lesson today. I hope you receive this by faith. I hope you go back and chew this. I hope you ask yourself. That's what devotional time is about. Ask yourself, Father God, where am I out of order in my life? Where am I not serving? Am I cleaning my house? Am I serving my house? Am I serving my husband? Ask your husband what else he needs. Ask your help what else it needs. Ask him. Ask your husband, ask your kids, ask the Lord, show me what else I need. Show me what else I need. What else do I need for this? Right? What else do I need for this? Right? How else do I need to serve? Is this business, is this ministry running at the capacity that you want? And I can't afford to run. And for those of y'all that's been running from this, running from your call, running from your service, making excuses, justifying why it can't happen, saying you're not worthy enough, thinking you don't have what it takes. You don't have what it takes anyway. You don't have what it takes anyway. You do not have it. 
you don't, it's not on you. It's on God. It's on God. And if you're going to walk into the fullness of what God called you, you got to chew on this. This ain't a pre, this a teaching message today. This is for you to ask yourself the big questions so that you can advance. So that you can advance. So that you can advance. So that you can come out that belly. That belly of the well. So that you can get out that belly and walk in the fullness of who God called you to be. My God, I thank you. I receive that by faith. My God, I thank you. Don't settle. Don't settle. It's not un. It's God had me pray for complacency. And then he taught us about stepping out our comfort zone and submitting it at the altar. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Take this word today. Study this word. Meditate on this word and ask God, where have I become way too comfortable? Some of y'all are not just meant to be Facebook preachers. There's a preach in your belly. There's a ministry inside of you. And I feel that strong by faith, but because you've limited yourself to giving an encouraging word on Facebook, you won't let God increase your capacity for you to be able to serve in ministry the way that you're supposed to serve in ministry. You still trying to get the glory. Anytime we become stuck in a place, it's because we want the glory. It's because so many people gave us attention in this area and we're getting the wrong intention. We're out of place in the wrong space and God is trying to push you to the more. Your business ain't just for Facebook. Your ministry just ain't for Facebook. What God has in for you isn't just for Facebook. It ain't just for Facebook. There's an increased capacity. That's not the limit of where God wants you. There's something else brewing on the inside of you that's greater than you ever imagined. I'm, I'm telling you, it's greater than you imagine. But likes, my God, likes will have you confused to think that's your capacity and you'll stay in the capacity in which you've been celebrated. And God doesn't ever want you to stay in the capacity in which you've been celebrated. You got to be mindful of getting stuck in the place in which you've been celebrated because Jesus tells us in the word, the same people that cry, Hosanna, Hosanna, Hosanna will persecute you later. It will persecute you later. I don't even know where that came from. I don't even know where that just came from. But I'm just telling you, there's something else inside you that's greater than Facebook. That's greater than the places that you've been in. My God. And if you can get stuck in the places of where people celebrate you, right? You'll maximize yourself. You'll plateau out and you'll never walk into the fullness of what God called you to walk into. You'll, you'll never do it. You'll never do it because you stuck at the place of celebration and God is trying to increase your capacity more. God is trying to say, I'm trying to stretch you into full potential. And right now you haven't even reached your full potential. I'm trying to push you into a prayer group. I'm trying to push you into a ministry. I'm trying to push you into a business. I'm trying to push you to a house in which you need to serve and you can't even serve in that house. You can't even serve. Serving that capacity. I'm trying to get you to the marriage of your lifetime, but you can't even reach that capacity because you still stuck in this small box and this small space. My God, what a word. 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 He, that your capacity is greater than what you've been limited into. It's not, it's not the small circles you in. You got to be attached to bigger things so that he can get the glory. It's beyond your capacity. It's beyond what you can do for yourself. 
It's beyond that. 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 I promise it is. It's beyond. Jonah didn't want to go bigger because he didn't want to get his capacity increased. He didn't. He wanted God to use him his way. My God, submit your gift to the altar. My God, my God, my God, my God, my God, my God, my God. Lord God, thank you. Increase our capacity today. Increase our capacity to be able to receive you. Increase our capacity to be able to see you in all things. Lord God, we submit every gift to your altar today, Lord God. We're going to act like Hannah. If you give it to us, Lord God, we're going to dedicate it back to you, Lord God. We're not going to operate in our own strength. We're not going to operate in our own wisdom. We're not going to be wise in our own eyes, Lord God. So I increase our capacity for discernment. Let us hunger and thirst after you like never before. Not for our glory, Lord God, but for your glory, Lord God. This ain't about us anyway. It's not about us. This is not our gift. You gave this to us to be used, to be set apart. It's for kingdom, Lord God. Let us get the revelation today that we need kingdom, that thy kingdom come. Thy will be done in our life, Lord God, in every area of our life, Lord God. I thank you, Father God. I thank you for increasing our capacity. I thank you for every seed being sown. I saw you, Sandra Isler. I heard what you said. I'm 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 going to honor that as well. I'm going to sow as well. I thank you for that. Thank you for that, woman of God. I thank you, Father God, for every testimony. I thank you, Father God, and we receive everything that we're supposed to do by faith. We receive it by faith, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God. And can I tell you something? If you're the person on here and you've never been saved, you've never accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, guess what? The way you're going to receive your fullness, the way you're going to begin to understand who you are in Christ is that Jesus become your Lord and Savior. And all you got to do is repent. All you got to be like is, Lord, I forgive me. Please forgive me. I've been doing this too long without you. And then after you repent, you're going to ask him, Lord, I need you to become Lord and Savior in my life.